Hello everyone, my name is James. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Crypto Ledger. Everything about uh, crypto, everything uh, covering news, reviews and reviews. And as always, I've got my co-host here with me, Raj. How are you doing today, Raj? Oh, I'm doing excellent, James. How are you? Doing good, thanks. Doing good. Uh, before we begin, this podcast is proudly sponsored by Paybot, cryptocurrency company that offers secure, affordable and rewarding business payment solutions. All at lightning speed. Uh, check them out at business.paybot.io. They've got uh, their business uh, uh, products launching this week. So definitely go check them out if you're a business owner or if you're interested in uh, cryptocurrency pay as a form of payments in general. Definitely go check them out. A lot of good things happening there. All right. Without out of the way, um, yeah. Sorry, we've taken a bit of a hiatus uh, last couple of weeks. To those that's uh, following us at home, uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the COVID uh, got to the better of, of, I guess, me at least. And um, yeah, so taking a few weeks off, but back with the vengeance. But you sound much better, right? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, still <laughs> a bit nasally, I think. Still something in my system, but um, yeah. It is what it is, uh, you know. Most, almost everyone will have to go through it at some point. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's easier when you, I guess, when you're vaccinated, right? So you have a little bit of protection. So I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I think it helps. Uh, yeah. At least it helps. Uh, helps, um, you know, with your peace of mind. Uh, in, yeah. in terms of how, how it actually works biologically, I, I don't know. I'm an expert. So. <laughs> Uh, let's hope everybody listening is vaccinated and if you do happen to get covid you know it's it's not too rough and you get through it pretty easily so mm, yeah, yeah yeah awesome cool um yeah uh raj what do you what do you have in mind for this week well i'm thinking we start a new series called crypto 101 you know for new crypto investors who are just sort of figuring out you know what crypto is and how to buy it if they do even want to buy it um so I figure that's an interesting new series that would help uh, newbies come along. So I figure the first episode, you know, we could talk about wallets. You know, it's do you even need a wallet? What is the wallet used for? You know, just general information that somebody starting off or starting off with would want to know. So sure. And when you talk about a wallet, um, you're talking, you're describing a crypto centric wallet, right? Yeah, absolutely not. A, not a physical wallet in your uh, in your in your back pocket there, but a digital wallet for your digital currencies. Uh, and so and how guess. would you say uh, a traditional uh, a crypto wallet differentiate uh, a tr- crypto digital wallet? How would it differentiate it? How is it different from a traditional, you know, your bank wallet or your traditional kind of um, wallet? Uh, well, it's. I think. I think we have to start with uh public keys or even and private keys you know how do they relate to crypto um so basically a public key is like your wallet address it points to your wallet um you can think of it kind of like as your bank account number um you could share it with other people um other exchanges um and so they can send money to that address um, private key, on the other hand, is like your bank password or pin code. You don't want to give that to anybody. So, mm-hmm. so th- those are kind of the beginning stages, like what you need to know. Um, yeah, d- would you like to share anything on that, James? Yeah, I think I think pretty much. Yeah, you said it all. You said you said almost everything. Um, it's just a 
uh, more crypto centric. So, you know, crypto, uh, depending on what kind of cryptocurrency you're referring to, they've got their, they sit on their own blockchains. Um, you know, they, they may, um, they, they, they represent different um, utilities, right? So um, the, the wallet is just catered towards, um, it may have access to different blockchains to access different types of coins, or it may be, a, you know, only be able to access one type of blockchain. Uh, nowadays, like there's other solutions, like uh, innovative solutions to help you kind of hop, uh, take your currencies or convert your currencies from one blockchain to another blockchain. So yeah, but for the most part, it's it's crypto centric. So the the it's where you keep the majority of your crypto assets on on that wallet. Um, yeah, I, I guess that would be the main functionality of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the question is, well, if you're buying, say, Bitcoin, do you mm. need a wallet? Yeah, you can. Uh, you can have a wallet, obviously. Um, you know, if you for most people, it's it's easier to visualize that it, when they do buy Bitcoin from an exchange or from uh, uh, I don't know, Bitcoin ATM or even peer to peer. Right? There's just so many different ways of doing it. But um, you do want to kind of have it in your storage somewhere um, so that you can you know open it up whenever you you like, look at it, and. and, and Kind of tell your friends and family that this is my Bitcoin, right? It's um, it, it it's even though you know without a wallet, you can the the Bitcoin is still yours as long as you have the private keys or the ownership to it. Um, you, you still claim it that it's yours, but for most people, right, they want a physical uh, place where they can store it so that they can kind of um, yeah, show that they have custodianship of it. In that sense, I think they do need a wallet, right? Yeah, um, I think we should also talk about then what's you know a cold wallet versus a hot one. Mm. Um, so yeah, like a cold wallet would you know, or they call it cold storage. It would literally be uh, that your your keys are completely offline on a device that kind of resembles like a USB stick. Mm. Um, yeah, and and yeah, you know, there's pros to cons to that. <laughs> uh, it's it's you know just like a USB. We've all sort of like misplaced USB sticks every once in a while. So it's yeah. you wouldn't want that to happen just because you know that's you know your yeah. financial instruments are on that device. That's right. Um, that's right. Um, yeah, that's right. So cold wallet, uh, it's uh, more secure, right? Cold, colder storage, more secure. It's offline. Hot wallet is obviously by nature less secure. Um, it's it, if someone has access to your phone, for example, uh, and you have a, a hot wallet on your phone, mobile phone or wallet app, then they can essentially transfer all the crypto uh, in that wallet out to their own wallet. And and as we know with crypto um, transfers, there is no recourse, there is no CEO, there is no customer support line that you can call to. Um, you can call to retrieve your funds or report something is missing or stolen or hacked, right? So it, it's, it's I guess, yeah, that's the biggest, I think that's probably the biggest difference between uh, cryptocurrencies and um, uh, money in the bank, for example, right? Money in the bank is very well regulated. Uh, you've got central, you've got uh, financial institutions who, who has, you know, various, 
compliance agreements with, with the local central bank or the, uh, the, the local um, government. Um, and, and for the most part, right, if there is fraud, if there is money that was uh, illegally taken out of your bank account, it's fairly easy for you. To, I mean, every country has a process where you call up the bank or call up the compliance or regulators and, and tell them, report this matter. And at some point in time, you probably will get your money back. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, the, very, the big difference here with cryptocurrency is there is no middleman, there is no bank, there is no institution, there is no someone you can call. You are the sole, um, you know, you, you take the entire ownership of, of your assets. And if you lose it, I mean, if, if, if it was hacked, it was stolen, if you lost it, uh, misplaced it, transferred to the wrong wallet, transferred to the wrong person, that's the end. You lose it all. So it sounds scary. Absolutely is. Uh, at the same time, it, you can also see it as liberating because you're no longer under the guise of, um, you know, censorship and control and all those things. So so that's the biggest difference, I think. Yeah. Um, now, would you say, would you recommend, you know, a cold wallet versus like a, a wallet that's on an exchange? Um, yeah. Obviously, if it's an, on an exchange, it's a little bit easier to do transactions then, isn't it? Yeah. Most people... Honestly, um, there is no right or wrong. I think a lot of people, what they start out doing, because obviously the depends on where you on-ramp and on-ramp, and what we mean by on-ramp is basically depositing, converting your fiat dollars, your USD, your euro, your yen, to cryptocurrency, right? Buying cryptocurrencies. That's the, at, at that point, it becomes, a, it's called an on-ramp. Um, most people do their on-ramp from crypto exchanges, right? So that's probably the the most natural point. Then they'll keep their um, they keep their cryptocurrencies. Um, so exchanges are, I guess, they are a wallet. They are a type of hot wallet, um, but obviously the control resides with the exchanges and not with uh, you personally, as opposed to if you were to download a trustworthy uh, wallet. In App Store, for example, and then uh, transfer the coins to your to your wallet. So um, they're both hot wallets. It's just uh, different. Who, uh, who has the ultimate ownership, or who has the um, you know who has the custodianship over it? It's only different, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and sort of those sort of like wallets that you would download on your phone, perhaps. Um, again, is there? Do you think there's another security risk there? Just because if you know, what if your phone gets stolen, right? Is there a way to potentially yeah. recover your funds or, or are you out of luck as well? Yeah, I think I, th- I think so. Even with hot wallets that you download your phone, first of all, how do you know which which wallet to trust? So how do you know if they're all trustworthy? Um, there could easily be uh, wallets that um, contains malware, right? That um, the founders or the creators of that wallet could then go and uh, basically access your funds. So that is a real possibility. Assuming that uh, you have found a trustworthy wallet that, that you've, you know, read good reviews about and, and recommended from a reputable um, entity, um, then, yeah, like you said, Reggie, like, um, what if it gets stolen? What if someone, what if you accidentally uh, exported your private keys, saved it on a, I don't know, a keypad, uh, saved it on a notepad, and then 
accidentally emailed it across to someone or something like that, right? There's always a chance your phone could get hacked. So it's never, I don't think anything's ever 100% secure, right? No, no, it's, you have to do your due diligence. And yeah, if you find, you know, you, you do a search on the app store and you see, you know, a potential wallet, obviously do your research, do a Google search, you know, see if there's any reviews or if anybody's even using it, you know, perhaps look at, you know, what communities on Reddit or something are, are saying about it. So there are ways to do your due diligence and make sure you don't, you know, you don't get your funds stolen. Um, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you want to research the wallet that you're interested in, um, even if it's, uh, you know, cold storage or, you know, something that's a hot wallet. Um, so in regards to, say, you know, cold storage, um, there is, like, you should keep the software on that device updated as well. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Just because... Uh, yeah, you never know. Like, there's so many cryptocurrencies coming online, and they may, you know, if if, you're, if the firmware on the device is a little old, they may not support those, uh, you know, those those tokens or cryptocurrencies. So, yeah, you definitely want to keep your offline uh, <laughs> wallets up to date. Uh, so another step in the process, but it's it's it is what it is, right? You have to kind of, you know, you have to, you, nothing's perfect, and but it does give you the peace of mind of being, you know, it, it is offline and. Only negative would be if it physically gets stolen uh, or lost, yeah. like I mentioned before. So that that is a sort of a negative. But if you're not doing too many transactions, that's could that could be definitely be a good uh, good way to go about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think um, in general, it's all about uh, you know taking the right precautions. Read up. First step is understanding, right? Understanding exactly who you can and can't trust. Which companies have a long-standing reputation, which companies are new, and maybe you want to stay clear for the time being. Uh, when it comes to exchange, dealing with exchanges, when it comes to um, choosing a hot, uh, cold, hot or cold wallet, uh, when you have, you know, sizable amount of crypto assets that you want to protect within a cold wallet. Um, yeah, there's no right or wrong in this space. It's just about a lot of it come down to reputation and, and the... And, and the and you're waiting between the the convenience of a you know having money having crypto on your exchange where you can readily access it within two or three clicks, versus a cold storage wallet where it's um, you know may take you a few hours if you if you hours to access it even if you wanted to because of having to you know get the USB um, and then go through all that process and you know so. Um, the additional benefit of that, one thing that I will mention is for, for new um, traders or for new people that enter crypto, that it's, it's a very volatile asset, can go up very quickly, can also go down very quickly, which means a lot of um, new traders or new uh, investors tend to make mistakes of panic buying or panic selling. Um, so, you know, actually having a cold store, a lot of your crypto assets stored on a cold wallet can actually be... Um, be a uh, be be of a, um, a a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It prevents yeah. you from making mistakes. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it prevents you from doing anything that uh, you'll regret later. So that's the one plus that's um, that I would highlight actually. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's definitely a good uh, good point. Uh, because you know when you see the market drop, you kind of panic, uh, especially if you haven't you know been in this space for too long. It's 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 human nature, you know. You kind of want to react. Human, you know. 
the, your yeah. your brain tells you, oh, we have to do something, you know, to to, to sort of like you know prevent prevent you losing your hat or you know <laughs> losing all your funds. But sometimes just taking a breather, stepping back, and being like, okay, just let 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 the bad times pass is probably the best approach. And a cold wall, cold wallet uh, helps helps you do that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, it does. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, that's that sounds good. Anything else we haven't covered? Uh, no, just a few last tips, you know, make sure you have, if you have like an um, online wallet, just make sure you have two-factor authentication, you know, have some protection just because, you know, it, you know, make sure, you know, if, if before you make a trade or whatever, get asked for your password or emails your code, then you have to enter that code in your phone or whatever it might be. So two-factor is always a good thing. Mm. Um, and like we talked about before, you know, don't share your private keys with anyone. <laughs> it's like... Uh, like I said, it's like your, your your debit card pin or your social insurance number. You don't want to hand that out to anybody. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that, those are my two tips. <laughs> Absolutely, I think um, great, great, great advice, especially for two-factor authentication. Definitely, if you don't know what it is or you haven't used it before, go seek it out because it's. I, I, I do agree, it's very important and very relatively easy. Once you use it, once you get the hang of it, you'll you'll be able next to. Next and next time you'll start, you'll be starting to use it for everything, not just uh, your crypto wallets. You know, I use it for uh, my Twitter account. I use it for my Gmail. Um, I use it for all all sorts of various apps. So, yeah, it's it's just an additional layer of security, and I, I think it's uh, very much worthwhile checking out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, hopefully people at home have learned a thing or two. Uh, you know, it's it's. You know, when everybody's starting out, you know, people are a little worried, a little apprehensive because it is a new thing, you know, crypto for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, definitely just do your research and and hopefully this episode has helped you, helped you learn what, what a wallet actually is. So you have that bit of knowledge now. Yeah, awesome. Okay, all right. Well, let's end it there. Thank you very much for your time, Raj. Great advice. And um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll catch up with everyone again next week. Absolutely. See you guys. All righty. Thanks.